What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleanX.com. So today we're gonna to talk all about beginners, and that means, welcome Jesse. Oh, you took me out of hiding? Out of hiding, well now you got a Seamus shirt on, so way to bust right back into the AthleanX videos. I love Seamus, <laughs> Seamus, he he's rocking his shirt. Today we're talking about the six biggest mistakes that beginners make, and I think it's very, very common. I think they're things that a lot of us make or I wouldn't be covering them in this video, and I do think that we all continue to learn, right? So though it may not be, you may not think of yourself as a beginner, there's always something you can learn. We've got guys who've been training for 50 years who watch this channel who I hope are saying, God, I learned something new today or, or even you know, in this video, I hope too. Yeah. So with that being said, let's kind of knock them out one by one, the biggest mistakes that beginners make that we can actually now start to change. You learn a lot of things by training with full range of motion. I'm talking about on your big compound lifts, right? Your basic lifts. And we'll get into that in a second too, the, the, the necessity of those. But you actually learn how to become more coordinated. You weren't the most coordinated person the first time you came in the gym. No, even as an athlete. I was going to say, the fact that you can go out and play your sport and be pretty decent at it in the, in the process, but get in the weight room and it's a new skill. Yeah. So you get under the bench press bar and the bar starts going like this, right? Mm -hmm. Or God forbid you grab a couple dumbbells and the, and the dumbbells start kind of wavering. Yeah. Right? I saw it, right? Yes. It's not pretty, but we all do it. And I did it myself as well. One of the things that happens by training through full range of motion is you learn how to integrate multiple muscle groups, the ones that are all responsible for, for, for performing those compound lifts, to get them to actually execute the movement properly. And you do that through more, more and more strength as you build it up and coordination. So full range of motion is great for that. Now, let's say you have an injury. I'm a proponent of actually using abbreviated range of motion sometimes to get around and train around an injury without having to forego training in, in, in entirely. Right. But if you're a beginner, we shouldn't be injured yet. Right? And I stress that, and that's one of the main things we're going to cover here as we build down through this video, is that beginners should be looking to fortify their bodies and build a really uh, strong base that's also fortified against injury. You don't want to ignore the big lifts. And I talk about this concept before called exerphobia, right? And specific exercises sometimes generate more fear, especially for a beginner, than others. Let's talk about some of them. The squat. Yeah. The deadlift. Mm -hmm. Bench press. Yep. Why? Uh, because when you go to the gym, you expect to be, uh, expect to have a ton of plates on there and you think everyone looking at you, you're like, oh, that kid's benching 95. That's a, that's a reality in terms of being self-conscious. Yeah. But I can tell you from a physiological standpoint, you got the most weight on the bar during those exercises, which is why we need to do them because they build that foundation. I've stressed here many, many times before, the foundation of your strength training and building should be around those exercises because they're compound movements that utilize multiple joints, multiple muscle groups that are all contributing to the overall strength of the lift, meaning they have the highest capacity for being loaded. Mm -hmm. So that's great. But do your fear, and some of the other guys that are watching this, I know the, I, I know the reality of it, guys. I, even, even when I was in college, I used to have fear of going to the weight room and attacking any of the big compound lifts because the guys around me were using a lot more weight than I was. And you don't want to look substandard or you don't want to look insufficient when it comes to those lifts. So a lot of times you might think, oh, I'm just going to skip them all together. That's a big, big, big mistake. What you want to do is you want to make sure you're doing those exercises and you load them up properly with weight that you can handle. And that leads us to... Error number three. Using weights that you cannot command. Yeah. Right. Have you done that? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've seen them do it, guy. <laughs> Using weights that you cannot command. The, the, the issue with this is 
it's not about, it's not a race for a certain number, guys. There's no, I know we have strength standards and people like to apply them, but it's not a race to achieve a certain number at the expense of building foundational strength and what I call true strength. Because you can compensate your ass all the way to the end of the day where you build up a number, but you're compensating in doing so. Yeah. And I can tell you this, when this kid came to me, can we recreate at least a little bit of what you look like posturally when you came to me? That's not even half as bad as what it actually was. Jesse was actually kind of a mess, right? Yeah. He was a mess. Putting him under a bar in that condition is an irresponsible coach. You wouldn't do that to somebody like that because his skeletal frame couldn't even handle the weight that I was trying to apply to his body. And it could be a low level weight. What he had to do first and foremost was learn how to retrain his body to be better equipped to handle anything, let alone excessive weights. Yeah. So what you have to do is you build that base. We spent some time on, on, on trying to correct you. And, and again, it, it's worked pretty good. You, you, you have made a dramatic, dramatic change in terms of how your posture is. I like to think so. Yeah, you have. And you've actually added some, you know, some significant muscle on top of that too. Yep. But if I had let you jump in and just start piling weights on top of that, while I may see those numbers go up and you might see those numbers go up yourself, realize that there's going, it's going to come back and bite you. Every single time it's going to come back and bite you because you built up a whole hell of a lot of this compensation and compensatory strength along the way that's belying what your true strength is. So utilize the weights that you can command and, and take away some of that fear in terms of attacking those big lifts because you know they're necessary. Now, we've also covered this topic, and this is the fourth big mistake, and that is relying solely on yeah. the big lifts. You cannot rely solely on the big lifts for many, 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 many reasons, guys. And as somebody that trains athletes and actually is out there training athletes, I will tell you this. Relying on the soul, uh, solely on the big lifts at the expense of worrying about some of these other things, like we talked about with posture, but beyond that, training in multiple planes. Yeah. Because the big lifts themselves, the bench press, the squat, and the deadlift, are simply sagittal plane movements. And if you want to be effective as a human being, not just an athlete, you better be able to learn how to move in the frontal plane, which is side to side, and move in the transverse plane too, because we do that all the time. And for you as an athlete, of course, it's incredibly, incredibly important to do that. Yeah, it's on the lacrosse field, I'm not running, I'm not in one spot, I'm moving side to side, forward and back, and you know, pivoting all the time, so. And, and, and allowing ourselves to incorporate accessory lifts, just as Casey Mitchell was in here and told us how the bulk of his training relies on hitting the accessory lifts multiple, multiple times throughout the week, and then hitting his big compound lifts at a, at a, at a lesser frequency than the, than the accessories. Yeah. We do the same thing as well. Guys, you incorporate your accessory lifts, and you train in these different planes. And the thing about it is, let's say we're talking about training legs, and you incorporate lunging. Just because you're sometimes moving in the sagittal plane on a lunge, if you're offset loading with one dumbbell on one side, you're actually training the frontal plane. So there are ways that you can incorporate training in multiple planes that still have you moving in the sagittal plane, you have to have an understanding of this. And I think it's a great opportunity for somebody as a beginner to expand their knowledge, learn as much as you can about training so that you can become more effective and more diverse when you do hit the weight room, right? right? It gives you an opportunity and appreciation for these things. I call this lazy training. A lot of times as beginners, we lazily attack the exercises and the workouts we do. I covered this in a video with you before yeah. about your, your approach to the Bulgarian split squat with the single leg, right? Yeah. With, with, with the, the plyo. Yeah. Jesse was kind of coasting through that and with just a little bit of attention and cues towards it, all of a sudden he was doing much more effort into, in the exercise, applying much more effort. His jumps were incredibly uh, explosive. 
something that, is, again, is good for Jesse with, with, with him as an athlete. But the fact is, you, if, if you're not prompted to do so, beginners will oftentimes just lazily hit their exercises. They don't attack their exercises. They don't squeeze the bar. When's the last time as a beginner, when you grab the set of dumbbells or you grab the bar to bench press, you actually squeezed it as hard as you possibly could? You'll be surprised at how much more energy you can exert when you're actually forcefully getting yourself ready to, to, to perform the exercise. And again, if I, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I could be doing a row. If I'm going to do a row, I squeeze that bar, I pull back on the, on the barbell, I'm executing the movement. I'm not just going from point A to point B. As a beginner, the biggest mistake you can do is think that getting to point B is the goal of the exercise. Yeah. No, performing the exercise with, ex with a, a, a exceptional effort to get to point B is what you should be uh, attempting to do so on every exercise. And maybe that's going to cut short the number of reps you can do. Another thing I could say, and here we're actually going to throw this in as a bonus, stop counting. Don't obsess about counting your reps. Perform well-executed reps with high effort every single time, and that's going to go a lot further than any half-assed number that you're counting in your head. Our last thing here, and that is grip strength. And this is kind of a, a, a pet peeve of mine. It leads to, you know, off of that last point, squeezing the bar. But a lot of times, guys, as beginners, will go out and hire a trainer. Mm -hmm. And I'm not against trainers, guys, because I've been there. I know how to, you know, I train people. The fact is, people that go out and hire trainers as beginners and then let them rack all their weights for them, get all their dumbbells for them, put all their plates on their bars for them, are literally costing themselves some major, major uh, benefits that come from it being and doing that yourself. A lot of us have gone through the, the school of hard knocks, Jesse, me included. I used to train in my basement. I grew up training in my basement. I didn't have a trainer. I took all my weights. I had the bar fall on my chest like this during a yeah. bench press. Have to yell for my grandmother, who I lived with, and she said, you know, she couldn't hear me from there, so I had to do one, <laughs> one of those, like, let the bar fall and all the oh, plates fall off the side. Do the roll down? I've tried all of them. I've been stuck in those situations before. But we've had to kind of go and put through the pace. We put ourselves through the paces ourselves. Right. The fact is, Going and letting somebody start racking our weights, you're costing yourself a great opportunity to build and develop your grip strength, your forearm strength. That is going to set a huge foundation for attacking these big lifts as you go. You will be amazed at how much grip strength, hand strength, forearm strength will translate to your ability to deadlift more weight, yeah. to your ability to row more weight, to your ability to start adding more weight to those exercises where you can start to see the benefits as you get old. So there you have it guys, six tips here for beginners. Actually, we had that bonus tip. The fact is, you can apply them even if you're not necessarily a ranked beginner. I mean, Jesse's making a transition. Who are you calling a beginner? I hit a 405 deadlift the other day. Man, you, man you've changed. It's the fame, it's your fault. Uh, right, you, right. you made me this way. His, his head doesn't even fit in this hat anymore. <laughs> well, good job on that. And, uh, and over, over in the mid 150s now or something yeah. for weight, right? Yep. So, He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's, he's, he's getting there, guys. And the fact is, everybody starts somewhere. I've said this a million times before. I started somewhere. Jesse started somewhere. Even the biggest, strongest guys in the world have started somewhere. The key is that you start, and the key is that you continue. Guys, I hope this channel, as an entirety, is an inspiration for you to do both of those things. Start if you haven't already. Continue if you, if you, if you are already doing so and continue to learn, because that's what it's all about. If you're looking for a program that lays it all out step by step, the Athlete X training programs are all available over at athletenext.com. In the meantime, if you found this video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. If you're glad that Jesse's out of hiding, leave him a couple comments and a little bit of love too. In the meantime, we'll be back here again in just a couple days. See ya. Bye bye.